Auto dealers, are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Hello and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Thursday, January 20th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. Consumers have been through a lot these past couple of years, so why are they so happy buying cars? We'll get to that in a bit. First, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. As Joe Biden wraps up his first year as president this week, it's clear he and his administration are fired up about electric vehicles. In a speech yesterday, White House climate advisor Gina McCarthy called EVs an essential tool to clean up the U.S. transportation sector, the nation's largest source of greenhouse gas emissions. The only question, she said, is, quote, whether the United States is actually going to lead, whether we're going to seize the jobs and opportunities electric vehicles bring. McCarthy, a former EPA chief during the Obama administration, said there's no doubt the future of transportation in the U.S. and globally is electric. With a relatively rare counter-argument, at least rare among automakers' CEOs, Stellantis chief Carlos Tavares warns that a rapid transition to electric vehicles will have both environmental and societal costs. Electrification, he told European newspapers, is a technology chosen by politicians, not by industry. He says the European Commission's strategy to phase out internal combustion engines eliminates from the market lower-cost hybrids that could greatly reduce carbon emissions. He also warned that a ban on ICE vehicles by 2035 in Europe might force him to reconsider a pledge not to close factories there. To be fair, it's not just politicians. Investors are also very enthusiastic about electric vehicles. In July, Stellantis said it plans to invest more than $34 billion through 2035 to electrify its vehicle lineup. Tavares will announce a new long-term company strategy on March 1st. Sticking with Stellantis, it has started two new programs in an effort to foster diversity in its leadership ranks. The Black Leaders Advancement Collective and Leaders Embracing All Diversity are modeled after the company's Women's Leadership Experience Development Program. Participants will be sponsored by leaders within the company and get third-party training by experts in leadership skills. Stellantis says it has established aspirational targets for diverse representation at its leadership level. And we have news out of General Motors. GM may not have a fuel cell car available for lease, but it has continued to develop the technology and look for other industrial applications. Here's one. GM plans to launch a line of generators that will use the automaker's Hydrotech hydrogen fuel cell technology. GM says they could replace gasoline and diesel-burning generators at work sites, such as buildings, movie sets, data centers, or outdoor events. They will also have fast-charging capability for electric vehicles. 
GM will build the Hydrotech fuel cell systems at its joint venture with Honda in Michigan. GM's partner, Renewable Innovations, will produce the generators at its facility in Utah. And that's the news you need to know. I told you earlier this week that consumer satisfaction with car buying was down from last year, but still well above pre-pandemic levels. Automotive News staff writer Lindsay Van Hulley will explain what's happening after this. The most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online, but you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every three minutes. Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online. eBay Motors helps you meet those expectations. Use machine learning with our AI-driven vehicle pages, and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience. It's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you. If you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website, you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on eBay Motors. It will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes. Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory. Sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362. For generations, American consumers have complained about the car buying process. But in the past couple of years, these pandemic years, customer satisfaction has jumped, according to a recent survey conducted by Cox Automotive. Automotive News staff reporter Lindsay Van Hulley looked into the reasons behind the improvement. Here's a hint. She writes a lot about trends in digital retail. Lindsay Van Hulley, welcome to Daily Drive. Hi, Jamie. Thanks for having me. So consumers have been through a lot. (laughs) these past couple of years. Um, But despite the pandemic um, and all the stress that that has brought along, uh, consumers are actually happier with the car buying process now than they were before COVID-19. What's what's up with that? I think that was one of the findings that uh, Cox found to be uh, interesting. When I was talking with their team uh, just about the the latest research, they said, you know, one of the things that they had anticipated was, you know, the the possibility that you know the inventory shortage uh, and the the higher prices would sort of sour consumers' experience on the whole thing, and that hadn't happened. And really, what they found in this latest uh, survey was essentially that that satisfaction with the shopping process is, you know, still above pre-pandemic levels. You know, it kind of hovered at, you know, about the same up until 2020 when, you know, as we all know, um, the pandemic really forced dealerships to adopt a lot of digital processes. In some cases, that's the only way they could sell cars. 
you know, lots of personalization and, and really trying to reach the customer where where they were and how they wanted to to transact. And what happened, you know, in 2020 was that satisfaction really really jumped. I think overall it went from about 60% in 2019 up to 72% in 2020. And, you know, this year it, it's dipped uh, down to 66%, but uh, that's still above, you know, the pre-pandemic levels. And really the, the biggest factor last year was just the, the shortage of inventory and, and the higher prices that, that were the result. Yeah, I mean, the average vehicle, at least according to some analysts, the average vehicle sold for above MSRP. That, that should make for some cranky consumers, you'd think. That was one of the things that, that you know, when they kind of drilled down into some of the factors, that was one of the, uh, w- one of the concerns that they had. You know, the fact they couldn't find the vehicles that they were looking for and that when the vehicles that were on the lot, you know, the higher prices uh, were there. But, you know, they, they, they were still, you know, out there in the market still looking for, for a vehicle. So I think that was where, you know, that experience had, had kind of dropped off a bit for them or the satisfaction with the experience dropped off a bit. I felt like one of the real strong proof points for the benefits of digital retail and making online shopping available is how that the the more of the process a consumer did online, the happier they were with it. Is that is that right? Yeah, that's that's one of the findings that that Cox had had found was that you know those. Uh, buyers who did more of the process online, um, you know, they they trusted that they got the best deal from the dealership. They were more satisfied with the price that they paid, even though it was higher, and and they were aware of of all those kind of macro factors going into their purchase. But um, you know, for just for comparison's sake, you know, what Cox called mostly digital buyers, you know, those who completed more than half of the steps in their in their shopping process online. 70% said that they trusted that they got the best deal from the dealership compared to just 59% for those who, who did 20% or, or fewer of the, of the steps online. So one of the, the thoughts that Cox had shared with me was that, you know, perhaps that, that was, um, you know, people had done more research. They had kind of looked at what's out there. Uh, they had maybe a better idea of the selection and the prices that are there. Um, and so that may have have led to to greater satisfaction, at least in in that part of it. Yeah, it makes sense. So, why why is it so important? I mean, dealers are making a ton of money on everything anyway. Why is why is the con- customer satisfaction and shopper satisfaction so important to the long term health of the of a single company or the shape of the industry? I think one of the things that that we've really just seen play out over the last couple of years now is just how um, customers are really looking for more efficiency. You know, they want a faster process. They want transparency in the process. They want to trust that the deal that they're getting is a good one. And, you know, online, a lot of that, um, a lot of those things have been able to happen. You know, if, you, if you're, you know, looking at at the same information uh, online that the dealership has in front of them, you know, there's transparency in that process. And if you can do some of these steps online, it saves time when you get to the store. And so I think um, that's one of the things that that is sort of just has sort of just played out. And and now there's kind of this focus on really blending 
that online and in-store experience so that it's, you know, you, regardless of whether you start online or start in the store and, and where you finish, that that process is still, you know, very efficient. And, and what these, these data show is that, you know, consumers who have, you know, more of those kinds of digital steps find that, you know, it's a faster process and that there's more I guess, satisfaction with just the, uh, the, the way that the process unfolded. So, it certainly, I think, um, lends more um, just just importance or significance to that overall digital shift that's happening. Well, also, right, for all the incumbent brands, you know, they're facing all these new entrants, uh, you know, the, the startups like, you know, from Tesla to you know, Rivian and Lucid, the new auto retailers that are online only or online mostly, you know, the Carvanas and Vrooms, you know, they're really, you know, a lot of these new entrants are really built around a consumer experience and a consumer expectation of, of wanting to be able to do their shopping online. It seems like the, you know, all the traditional dealers and brands, you know, need to be able to compete with that. Yeah, and and one of the interesting data points here was they they looked at um, they they'd asked just you know which websites did you use as part of your research and you know everything from kind of the third party listing sites like Auto Trader to the dealership sites the OEM sites um, and then what what Cox calls the the new form online retailers you know the Carvanas and the Vrooms um, and and when you look at just the the curve over the last few years that the, the those new form you know, the online used vehicle retailers are, are sort of the fastest growing segment in that research. And, um, you know, consumers are still visiting dealership sites, you know, more often than than those other ones. But, you know, one of the points that, that Cox had made when, when talking with them was, you know, consumers are really looking for, you know, just that kind of um, efficient, you know, process. And it's another, you know, it's another channel uh, when it's hard to find vehicles and that if you're a dealership, you know, you've got to make sure that that you offer, you know, online buying and home delivery options and and the kinds of features that that those uh, that those companies offer because, you know, consumers are are gravitating, even if, you know, even if it's apparent through, through just the research stage, um, you know, those sites are are providing certain features and certain elements of that process that that dealerships are going to have to look at in order to stay competitive. So what's next for the evolution of, of dealerships, especially in the digital space? What, what kinds of features have they or abilities have they added? Where are they likely to add more? I think one of the things that we began to see a lot of last year and I think is, is going to continue this year is just more of that focus on omnichannel. Um, you know, that, that blending of online and, and the in-store process really designed around reaching consumers where and how they want to transact. You know, if they want to be entirely online, they can do that. And if they want to be entirely in store, they can do that. And um, if there's, you know, some combination in between, you know, that they can, that they're capable of doing that too. And I think, you know, in talking with folks um, just about, you know, what trends to watch this year, that's one that continues to, to come up, just that it's going to be you know, become more more efficient. You know, not just the the checkout button, but how does your process in the dealership uh, enable that that process to happen? You know, how do you um, you know work on on a tablet maybe or or side by side with the customer in the store so that you're 
you're doing the process uh, online only, you know, side by side, uh, you know, next to them. And so, you know, those kinds of, of things I think are going to um, are going to come out. And, and one of the things that, that Cox actually found was that, um, you know, there's the buyers who were able to apply for financing online, you know, uh, found that they were able to save time, um, that they were more satisfied overall with the, the financing process compared to those who applied in person. Um, and so, you know, looking at how, you know, those kinds of elements, you know, the, the financing pieces of it and, and credit applications move digital as well. Um, and I think even, even beyond that, you know, just more of the, the electronic contracting and, and other kinds of FNI processes that, that digitize, um, I think it'll be interesting to watch sort of where that space goes next too. Giving customers uh, more flexibility and uh, and a faster process can only can only make them make them happier. The data certainly bears it out. You know, it's it's a number of surveys have have sort of indicated that that's where you know that's where consumers are looking for. They want that faster, efficient process. Lindsay Van Hulley, thank you so much. Thanks, Jamie. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. You can read all of Lindsay's coverage of digital retail at autonews.com. That's where you'll find the most comprehensive news on the auto industry at any time of day. Thanks to Josh Freed for his editing and production. Thanks to the ANTV team and web editor Victor Galvan for their help. And thanks to you for listening. Now, let's get to work.